For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Yes, yes, this is Mr. Controversy, and this is the infamous three-point conversion station. Keep it locked. Yes, yes, we are back inside the three-point conversion sports lounge. And I am your host, Mr. Controversy. Did you miss me? Man, we almost back in the full swing of things. When it comes to sports. <laughs> Man, that's what the show is about. But everything else, we still lacking. But um, I'm glad you are here with us today. And, of course, I pray and hope that you all are safe and healthy and you all had a great week but I know you're happy that it is the weekend and for some of you all who are working hopefully this show can help you all through um, <clears throat> the time that you have to work but man I'm just glad it's here for some sports sports talk we don't have to do um, the top 10 ways that um, top 10 shoes the Iverson War or something like that. You know, I'm just glad we're here. But um, anyway, once again, I'm your host, Mr. Controversy. And of course, I'm not doing this by myself. We have um, our engineer, person behind the um, screen that makes a lot happen. My man, G. What up, G? Yo. And then we got... My road dog, partner in crime, the intellectual. What up, D? What up, what up, what up? What's going on, man? Man, chilling, man. Can't complain about yourself, bro. I'm good, bro. Um, I had a chance to watch sports, so. Yeah, it was, it, was, <laughs> it, it was different watching it, you know. I had to adjust not um, watching games late and having to pay attention to a you know that was kind of different you know what i'm saying but um yeah it was cool man it, it, it's been cool so you know i'm here to, can't wait to talk about it and again we have a great show today for you yes this is uh gut check time so we're gonna um do a lot of that we're talking we're gonna talk about the mlb season is it in jeopardy what should they do Looked like they were start starting off great, but just all of a sudden, just things start collapsing. But we'll get into that. Also, NFL is back. So they say. I hadn't seen nobody run a route or anything yet, but I think that's through protocol, <laughs> I guess. Right. But um, Antonio Brown, he he um, he finally got a suspension. 
eight games. So we, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what does that mean for him in the future. Also, okay, they hadn't ran the route yet, but yet still, we, we're in training camp. What team are we most intrigued about coming into the training camp and doing the training camp? And then, um, you know, if we get a chance, we got to talk about the top NFL 100 NFL players as far as the top 10. And between Russ, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, who got number one and so on. Our thoughts on that. Then we got to talk about NBA, man. It it popped off, what was that, Thursday night? Some say it popped off in a great way. Some say they couldn't get with it. We'll talk about that. Uh, the big Lakers-Clippers game, that, that was a big game. Close game came down to the end. Is it? Does it bode well more for the Lakers showing how they won and how they fought, you know, fought to win, or what does it say about the Clippers knowing that they had two of their big time players out that game? Then we got stop it. What's on our mind? What if we have a great show, man? I can't wait for y'all to listen. I can't wait to get into it. So let your family and friends know they can listen to the show live locally on 1100 AM, WWE The Real. Also, we're on Facebook, the Three Point Conversion Facebook page. We're streaming live. What up? What up? Then we're on. <laughs> doing it. Uh, then we got uh, <laughs> we got Our Heart Radio. We're Our Heart Radio, and we're on TuneIn Radio. So, um, hey, man, it's time to get ready for this show. Let's get to these quick hits. Let's get it. Shout out to Sharon for the sick beats. So as I mentioned before, the NFL has suspended Brown, Antonio Brown, A.B. for the first eight games of the 2020 season for violating the league's personal conduct policy. Man, he hasn't taken a snap since week two of Man. 2019. That's, that's... So, um, what, what's what's your thoughts? When I first heard, I figured he'll probably appeal, probably get it down to six. His agent said he's not going to appeal. It is what it is. But why would he? Because um, if you just appeal, because usually if you appeal, it comes down a game or two. Right. But I think <laughs> what he was worried about was if he appealed, that it take the process might be longer. Right. The NFL might be petty. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if, even if you appeal, can't you still go to a team and, yes, it's at the eight, but if it comes right. down, it comes I, down. I think he was just like, I don't even want to take no yeah, chance. Like, uh, I'm just glad I'm in. Yeah, he said he's going to ride with it. I mean, I would sign him for the minimum, get him back after possibly your bye. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let him work out. And if he mess up, I mean, what is going to cost you? Right. Well, we, we, we get into that. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about the teams and all of that. But, yeah, I mean, I know he's happy. I'm, I'm you know. I'm glad it's done. That took too long. Shouldn't have taken that long to give him a, you know, a punishment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because he could have got it last year and started last year. Right. But they NFL was being petty. Moving on, Forbes released its annual list of mobile valuable sports franchises, with the Dallas Cowboys topping the entire list for the fifth straight year, valued at 5.5 billion of them things. The New York Yankees were second with 5 billion. Knicks. 4.6 billion, Lakers 4.4. This is a shock. The Golden State Warriors 4.3 billion. I was shocked at that. 
I, mean, I guess I'm not too shocked because of what they've done over the last few years and the fact that they're in Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley, but which still, is yeah, bring but still though, you you think up. about teams. I would say I'm just trying to think NBA. What comes before going? What comes after going to say? I'm just saying teams you're always known as Chicago, the Bulls. <laughs> the Bulls yeah. um, but I mean, I guess that goes into Saint, sellouts. All, yeah. Like all that stuff starts adding up. You know what I mean? Yeah, but even with football, like only team was Dallas Cowboys, New England. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I was shocked. Mm. See, Warriors. There, there are half of the um, half of the top fifty are NFL teams, right? Yeah. So there, so the Patriots are like number six or seven, um, and then there the the I think the Packers are up there, and the. Um, 49ers. I'm more so surprised the Knicks are still there. Like, and I guess it's because of their fan base. I mean, that's the only way they can right. get doling out or make yeah. him make stop make some changes that he needs to make by stop coming right. to the games as much things like that. But if they don't, I mean, you have 4.6 billion dollars. You got the number three most team in the most valued team in the in the country. Are you going? Ch- you don't have to change anything. And this like, is a, <laughs> this is a yearly list, right? Yeah. So I know next year the Warriors going to be down. Anyway. Probably not. Probably not. Not by much. Because mm-hmm. they still were selling out. Yeah, they were. They're going to be even better this year. I mean, they the make $5 million dollars per home game. They mm-hmm. average $5 million. That's what got them up there. <laughs> Probably. That's a, what? A, a half a season? How many? That's a half a billion dollars, isn't it? Yep. Probably. Moving yeah. on. So the SEC finally said, you know what, we're going to concede. We will have a conference-only schedule for football this season, if there's a season, following the Big Ten and Pac-12 conferences. ACC were allowing for one non-conference game for certain schools to keep tradition robberies. But games such as Georgia, Georgia Tech, Florida, Florida State, and Clemson, South Carolina, will not be played this year. And they also mentioned that, I don't know if we said it last year, but Notre, last week, but Notre Dame, you know, finally they – they're going to put them in their interconference schedule. So, yeah, I mean, I forget them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we said, uh, hey, I'm just, I, I think, I don't want to stand this route. I, I understand you're trying to limit everyone from. But you still really aren't. You know what I mean? And not just no, that, like, I know what happens to the the playoffs. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, I understand what they're trying to do, but what's the point? I mean, I think right now, only thing to do is follow suit. So, moving on, NCAA plan rules oversight panel announced that it will allow players to make social justice commemorative and memorable, I'm sorry, memorial statements, as well as other messages on their jerseys in 2020. Um, The current NCAA rules in most sports prohibit those patches to be worn and, you know, you can't have all of that on your helmet and right, shoes. Right, 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 right. That's understandable. I mean, I I, I don't like shoes because I feel like on your shoes you can kind of you should, you should, you be, able should be able thing. to. But as far as what the what's the yeah. you know the team and things like that, that's I mean that's that's enough. Yeah, that's, and and they, I good. mean, and they kind of got to. I mean, oh, they following the, suit. Yeah, that's the move. So yeah, you, that's the move. So. And I like it's better that they're allowing the player to come up with it and then they can approve it. Right. You know what I mean, that's yeah. that's dope, and I think that's where. You know, the NBA dropped the ball on that. Right. And I think that's right. why a lot of people aren't doing it. Right. Know? And last but not least, the league and the MLB Players Association now state 
have agreed to deal to play seven any doubleheaders during the 2020 season. The new rule goes into effect today. The official release states that the changes will be in place for only the abbreviated 2020 season. So basically, this is like a trial. They're just trying this out. That, that's all they're doing. I mean, they should just for the fact that uh, I think was it the Sox, the White Sox played the doubleheader the other day. And you're already playing a game every day. I think like teams have a one day off in between some right. of the way. So, hey, yeah, you know, if you're going to play four, 18 innings and then tomorrow I got to play nine yeah. more, he's going to really do things. So that's seven innings. That, that, I think that's a good move for this season. I mean, you know, we'll get to that. Right. All right, man. Um, I don't like the runner on second rule. No, nah, I don't like I do that either. I do not like that. I don't, I yeah. cannot stand that. I think it's a, it, it's, it, it's a setup. It's not, it's not authentic. You know what I mean? Like, that's not how the game is supposed to be played. And I'm not saying that just for baseball. Like, if basketball has something where you're up to and you get the ball at half court, like, no. Like, you know what I mean? Or you get two free throws to win. And like, no. Like, you got to do it. You got to get a man to say. Right. Sack bunt. Sack fly and the game's over. The game over. is over. <laughs> or or a wild pitch and a sack fly. You know what I mean? Like, dude. When, and, and you know how a pitcher reacts when someone's on base as opposed to when someone's off base. Like, Well, is, is that kind of like the onside kick where no. – right, I'm going to tell you why. Because, yeah, I still got to – I mean, you still got to stop him or get past the defense. But at the same time, fourth and 15, if the defense is tied – because of a long drive. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like that either. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, almost, it's, a, it's, it's almost like the same, like, no. You can't get the onside kick. You can't get, kick, you can't kick, get you it. You can't get it. We haven't seen the effects of that yet. That's true. That's true. But, I, but I, I, you right, G, but I just feel like, like dude, if, if if I'm up seven and it's ten seconds left, if you can't get the onside kick, buddy, that's oh, on well. you. Like, my defense has been on the field through this long and drive. And out and, and got this. But, not, got this, but I'm just saying, the, the, the last. The offense was on the field, too. Yeah, but who has advantage? The offense. Yeah. You're not interchanging defensive personnel. You're not interchanging your cornerback, your linebacker, maybe the DNs, but not your cornerbacks. Your they they gas. Now you put them back there for no, no. I I understand why they do it, but no, I'm not with it. Anyway, that wraps up. Quick hits. We're about to take a break. About to get into this hot topic. About to punch him in the gut. See what they got to say about this. Keep it locked. Hey, folks. Handsome Josh is here to reveal some big news to all the AM 1100 listeners. I have an app. That's right. You can now check out all your favorite programs right here on The Real with The Real 1100 app. Whether it's sports, entertainment, or lifestyle, The Real 1100 definitely has you covered. So why don't you just tell me how much it's going to cost me? And here's the best part. It's available in your Google Play or Apple App Store, and it's free to download. Actually, you can count me in on this one. So download the Real 1100 app today and stay in tune with The Real. This is the Hall of Fame of Marshall Falk, and you're listening to Three Point Conversion. From the oven to your ears, it's now time for the hot topic. Yes, yes, we are back inside the Three Point Conversion Sports Lounge. And I'm your host, Mr. Controversy, with my partner in crime, 
co-host D Intellectual. What up, what up, what up? All right, man. First of all, um, make sure you uh, shout out to Dwayne Chambers, a.k.a. what we call Baby Powder. Make sure y'all um, <laughs> yeah, check him out, man. He's um, doing big things. You know, um, go go to Instagram, IG, look up at Simha the Barber, Cold Barber. I'm telling you, cold, but it's S I M H A T H E B A R B E R. All right, so we talked about MLB, and MLB started off like nice right they they were doing good it was good to see baseball it was weird but hey players are having fun then the Miami Marlins they they came to Atlanta mm-hmm. and so at, on a day off whatever I don't know if they heard about the wings the Magic City or whatever but all I know is allegedly they went out and was reckless now about 30 of them got the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're not laughing because they got it, but I'm just saying it's about 30 of them. And then it spread it. Then um, So they had to cancel games because now the team that they played against, we don't want them to play games. But I mean, we don't want them to get it. You know, they might have it. Go ahead. What was you and say? then not just they had to cancel games. Other the other team had to ca- that played them. And then two other teams because right. I think one of the Phillies dudes got, got it, it. And they had just played Three. Miami. Yeah. So was that you know what I'm saying? Three like, of them got it too, right? So they had to cancel that. Now it's like four games canceled. So everybody canceled. So um, and then you know Rob Manfred came out and sent a warning to the um, MLBPA. Is that the ML? Was he the MLBPA? Um, he, yeah, he sent Directly. it to them. Yeah, he sent yeah. to them, look, y'all need to get this in control. Well, it might be over with, play. Like, yeah, but at this, I'm kind of like, how do you, how do you, how you going to get it in control? control? Boy, and y'all not doing nothing. Has the country got it in control? Right. right. And, and, that, and that's part of the problem, right? Like, y'all just going to games and just traveling and just right, whatever. So, should they stop the season? Should, should, it, should it be stopped? Should they just say, you know what, it's a wrap? Cause now Marlins gonna have to play like fifteen doubleheaders, <laughs> right? <doing it>. Yeah, <laughs> okay. y- yes, and, and part of it is because, and I'm putting this on this on the players, is because of the players. Because when they first talked about it, right? If I'm not mistaken, they said talking about a bubble in in Phoenix, right? Two different locations mm-hmm. in Phoenix, and trying to figure it out. Now they the players didn't want to do it because they didn't want to be away from their families and everything. Um, but there are other the NBA seems to be working, right? Right, and. What's crazy is that initially it would have only been 60 games, and then whoever made the playoffs, it would be. So it wouldn't have been as long for all the teams. I mean, I stand away from your family, maybe I can understand how that could be a mm-hmm. problem, you know, but they're, they're, for baseball, there really aren't any rules. Like, you can't do anything. Like, pretty much is it, right? Right. Like, go to the games, come home, and sit in the house because you can't do anything, which is Part of what a lot of people are doing anyway. But a lot of people are still going to get food, doing this, doing that. So, I mean, they can get mad baseball on one hand because the the, the uh, players are doing whatever. But the players can also talk about it and get a little mad about it because y'all really don't have any type of setup, any type of anything. Right. No, that that's true. And the thing is, I I understand it 
like you said, they should cut the season. But the, one thing is about baseball that you can play double headers. You can. It's ways it's gonna you can be do triple it. It's going to be because tri- <laughs> you're going to need those sixty right. games. And but they had right, but they had a cushion in a sense to do that. Do where, they? I don't think that they do because it's they're they're, they're literally like seven games played, mm-hmm. one day off. That's true. Seven games played, only sixty one games. Day yeah, off. they had a little cushion if it was yeah. like maybe two games, one or two games, but. That is a lot of games. Mm, you're right, man. So, should the Marlins be punished for this? No, because who you going to punish? You going to punish the whole team? What if the whole team didn't go out? What if two people went but out? But that's what I'm saying. The organi- right. The organization. How can, I mean, like, 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 you seriously don't have a bubble, right? Mm-hmm. Like like the NBA. And with the NBA, they aren't, they, aren't, they aren't even punishing people, right? They're just saying you need to be in quarantine longer because you were – out doing this, right. so you have no bubble when you, and I catch Corona, and now you're gonna punish me? No, you should have put better things in place so that we wouldn't be able to do this. If you didn't have us travel to Atlanta, right after Lou Will, when he got the lemon pepper barbecue jones, right. then maybe we wouldn't have went and tried. What, was this before? I think this is before that. Though. I mean, it may have been. I'm yeah. just saying in general. You know what I mean? Right. You, you, so what we do it first off, Atlanta is. It's popping in places. <laughs> I'm talking about it's yeah, rocking. Right. You know what I mean? So That was you get, the first city to open it up anyway. You, so you get some kids from Miami with a little cash, and they can go. In like, my, that's what well, they did. That's what they did last year. And I know it's party, Corona, and they right. shouldn't, but their age bracket, there's there's a lot of people in that age bracket that's outside. Now, that's it, doing their This thing. is what I didn't understand. They were saying that. They mentioned the fact that they were in the bars, local, like the bars and the hotels. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like I mean, if, if protocols, I guess protocol might have said the rules stay in your. Ho- if it said that, yeah, they're in trouble, and that's why they yeah. sh- should they get punished? Because yeah, that's the players. Like you said, you can't you can't punish eight players and everybody else. So that means you right. got to punish the team, right? Because you in charge. And who you gonna punish? You gonna find a team? I would. If they if they disrespecting, they, they, they didn't have nobody standing at the post. They should have had a security guard at each exit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you can't go. Well, you, that's kind of what they've done now with the teams. Is everyone has a compliance officer? One, I don't know. Yeah, probably just <laughs> one guy. Like hey, and then another, don't do that. Another dude running out the back door. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I mean, and that's the big thing. That's why I think not having some type of bubble or whatever the case may be is is a problem. You know what I mean, and and maybe it could have been a better issue than just having the teams in Arizona because I can't say that Arizona, two places in Arizona, is big enough for baseball, right? We know how many players. Well, yeah, I mean, on the they team. could. There, there are several like they had, they had a lot of options of where they could play. I mean, it didn't necessarily have to be. Um, I mean, I guess it could have been Phoenix. National League in one and American League yeah. in another city, whether it was Florida or, you know what I mean? Whatever the case may be. It I would have said four, like maybe four, well, right, four, four cities, I mean, two cities. for the American League, two for the National League. Look at what the, uh, what the NHL has done. They have they have 24 teams, and they have two places, and Toronto Canada, and Edmonton. Right? Yeah, right, two places, and there's a lot of people on their teams also. And this looks like it's going to work. Well, Canada said Toronto, hey, no, nah, y'all not taking care of what y'all need. Right. Canada not playing. That's crazy, though. That's they, how, well, that's not how they back work. and forth over the border. No. Right. And, but that's also how much they rock with hockey, too. Like, yo, we're going to need hockey to 
You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. But the point you said too, G, is you're not about to be going to New York and to Florida and coming back here. Like we see what Florida and Texas. So doing. where is it? Where is it in New York? I mean, for NHL in Toronto Edmonton, and Edmonton. Toronto. Okay. And you, and you can't go anywhere. Right. It's like the NBA bubble. That makes sense. Yeah, I could. Yeah. But MLB, like I said, th- their problem is, I think now the players see how serious it is. Mm-hmm. So some of the players might chill, but. I I don't know, man. I I just I just felt like it's it's gonna be hard. I mean, cause then, what about players and going to their family? You should have started it how you would, how it should have been shut down or whatever the rules been, and that's it. Now to try to implement this, to try to implement that, it throws a, a wrench in the plans. Cause now people are gonna say, hey, well, that's not what we signed up for. I'm not gonna right. come. But look, but can they go? So are they allowed to go home? I don't know. Nobody knows. Do you know the rules? As far can the baseball players go home? Yeah, if they're like in their home city. Well, if they if they're getting, they have to get tested um, every day, or maybe they they're not getting tested every day. <laughs> they're just getting tested every other day. Well, when it feels like they went somewhere, or right, somebody got because I'm wondering because what if they get like they could be following the rules, and what if they go home? What if they see their wife or whatever? And what if their wife got to work? Or well, they shouldn't. But if they working or what if they got their own business or whatever? You know what I'm saying? Children playing around, what happens then? They got to still go to the store. And if the nanny come and going to the store and they they bring it home, they still get in contact with you just. Or even the, the player, the, the workers that aren't baseball players. Like, what are they doing, right? Yeah, like all of that. Come that, into play. That's what I'm saying. Nobody knows so, that part. So I will ask, how does this affect the NFL? What NHL, they're doing well right now. So I don't, I mean, you could say them, but they're doing well. But how does it affect the NHL? Um, I, I, I mean, NFL, I'm sorry. I don't think it um, affects them. I think it affects them to the point where maybe they're going to see what not to do. But I think the problem with that is getting so close to when the NFL would start. Like, can right. they? And, and that's what I mean. Like, is it, is it to the point where it's like, all right, so we see this? Because let's say this. So what if MLB shuts down? It puts a lot of pressure on the NFL. Do they say, all right, we're going to shut down the first two, first two or few cases, or is it just? We're going to rock with it or, you know, we're not going to take a chance. NFL going to try to make it happen. We- <laughs> <laughs> you already know that. But I like like um, somebody said earlier, I think it was Stephen A., if the, if the owners want them to play and push them to play and aren't doing this or that, the, the owners should be in the same place that the players are going to be. The GM, all of them should be in the same place because if you're going to risk us to be out there and catch the virus, then you should be in the same boat since you're pushing for us to play so hard. You should be around the team. You don't just sit up in your box and never have to be around certain things and you're able to social distance, you're able to do this. If you got us in a fire, you need to be in the fire also. Right. All right, we're going to go to the um, to the line. We have a uh, caller on. Go ahead. What's going on, my guy? What's up, what up man? What up? What's going on? How y'all doing, man? It's Tim Stone from Chicago, man. I ain't, I ain't heard from you guys in a minute, but I appreciate what y'all do. I listen in every Saturday. Yes, sir. Appreciate that, man. Two questions, so please follow me. Two questions I got for you guys. So we started out with MLS. 
The basketball tournament did awesome. And now we have the NBA, no positive tests or anything like that. So first thing I want to ask is, outside of a bubble, do you guys think you kind of you alluded to it earlier with MLB, but can NFL last without an actual bubble? And the second thing is, can the NCAA recover from the pandemic? What do you guys think about that? Mm, appreciate your calls. Um, NFL, we're going to get to that. Because that's got a whole segment on that. You want to talk about it a little now? Nah, you can answer. Do you uh, think? No, I think that you quickly? have to have a bubble. You don't you think it's going to last? Uh-uh. You have to have a bubble. It's too late to start now. And that's part of the problem. That's what I was alluding to. Like, right. because it's it's a what? We're a month out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like September 12th or something like that? But, and that's why I was asking, how does this? I mean, because now maybe they can put more guidelines. Look, this is what we're going to do or and if they if the players don't want to but if so so if we're, we're 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 uh, uh, just over a month out it would take a month to get a bubble constructed the correct way right and then before that you would have to be testing continuously so that people can come to the bubble and you have to play training camp so that people can get in shape because we're only a month and a half out and you got to pay for those tests right so how how does it work <laughs> right, second question was about the NCAA, yeah, I, can they re- go ahead? I get that. So, no, I don't be, because it's the same thing. I mean, how now? If but like this, uh, well, I just want to add. And, um, I know you might where you might be going with this, but I feel like this the Rutgers football team. There's an outbreak on their team because they had parties when they came back to campus. Someone got it on the Michigan State football team. The entire team was put into quarantines and and that's what i'm saying you it's the same thing with the nfl with mlb the difference is you're dealing with kids right and expecting them to be responsible and if you go to quarantine you're in there 14 days right let's say you do that you're gonna miss two games you can't so what happens to those two games and what happens going down to the playoffs or whatever the case may be or like because like just, if, if if your team can't play, do you do you just reschedule to the end or of the do season, you forfeit, or do you forfeit? Now you forfeit from something that wasn't your fault because you should have had a seven. Because you, you can't do a bubble, you can't do a bubble with, and he he didn't just say football, so you can't do a bubble with basketball, you can't do a bubble with anything because them kids got to be in school. Now if they're not going, if they're not having classes in school, and you do that, maybe, maybe. If you say, okay, we're going to have a bubble in these two states or in the state or whatever, like Orlando, but it's like 5,000 colleges. Yeah, I don't, you can't do it. It's maybe like, maybe they can play. Um, maybe they do in a conference. No, maybe they can it, make it uh, eSports temporarily. So they all play video games against each other and that will count. <laughs> hey, but I know this, if you give them video games, they'll stay in the house. Oh, yeah. They'll they stay in, will. get video games and pizza. Oh, it's a wrap. Will. They good. Yeah. They good, but I just can't see it working without a bubble. Nope. NFL prove us wrong. Because I'll be heated. Now we go, I know we're going to talk about football, but I'm saying I would be heated if, as a Bears fan, we mess around, jump 6-0, 6 0. We 6 0. Then they got to shut the season down. Trubisky come out balling. And they shut the seat. <laughs> or anybody's team. How bad would that be, man? Dak Prescott fighting for a contract. He started out. Well, that might be good, though. 6-0. I mean, if he started balling. So, I guess for players, it might work out. 
Because then you, you ain't got to go the whole season. They see you. You get a little sample. Oh, yeah, we need to sign him. But I, I, I just don't I see it I refuse the deal. I hope, hopefully it works. We're not saying we don't want it to work, but we're just saying, and I, and I don't I, know. And I refuse the deal. Pay me 50 next year. <laughs> right, 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 right. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back for NFL Talk. Don't go anywhere, y'all. Or just six. The staff here at Real 1100 AM would like to encourage you to social distance yourselves. While you may feel disconnected, you can always connect with us at real1100.com. So remain at a safe distance. Call, text, or email a friend and tell them to join you at real1100.com. Yo, what's up? It's Allen Robinson, wide receiver for the Chicago Bears, and you're here with the three-point conversion. All right, we are back inside the three-point conversion sports lounge. Time for the NFL talk. Like I said, we, we, we feel like we don't we don't know if they can last. But either or they um they're going on. G, I'm I'll ask you, what's the protocol for NFL? Like training camp. Are they can they um are, do they have to wait like a week? Or they have to quarantine first, then they can go on the field because NFL, I mean, shout out to NFL.com or NFL Live, whatever, NFL Network. They going, they, each day, every time I train at Camp Live, all I see is four boxes, four squares, and people talking. Like, are we going to see somebody run a route? Well, I know that their um, training camp opened or people started reporting to training camp on uh, Monday. 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 Yeah. Um, they're going to be tested every – they're supposed to be tested every day for the first week and then every other day for the second week. And if you do test positive uh, during the season, then you're, um, you're put on the, the COVID list for three weeks. So you can miss – you may miss two games, two or three games. And – But is that – but I'm saying, what is that doing as far as training camp, though? Like, the players are not – I don't see anyone well, running well, around or anything. I don't even see nobody stretching. Well, no, they're they're doing the they're doing they're basically mostly watching film. So when do they get on the field? Is it that's what I'm saying? Was the protocol? I don't know if it was like this is the protocol. We're gonna wait one week, and then they right. get on the field. Right. I guess if it's quarantine, you know, right now, I don't know, but I hadn't seen anything like just, nothing. Yeah, but or Antonio Brown is back. A B. Number 84 is back, suspended eight games. Now that he has his punishment, do you expect the team to sign him? I do. What team, though? It's a whole bunch of teams that probably want to sign him. Um, I know that they they was – some was it Lamar saying that he possibly wanted him that was throwing with him, or I don't know who it was. But, but DuBois, GM right. Kinda, the GM kind of came out and said uh, – no, Harbaugh came out and said that's up to the GM. We'll look at things. Not not necessarily the, 
dismissed it but didn't say we were going to do it. Um, but a team like that might be real good for him, you know, depending on their locker room. Got to have a strong locker room, I think. Here's here's what I say, though. If they play for Baltimore, if like a team like Baltimore, would you want a guy to come in? First of all, you would need him because now you have your receiver. Um, but isn't don't his cousin play with him? Marquise Brown is cousin. Yeah, that's a little cousin. Plays with them too. So it's good, might be good chemistry, but for a, a pretty much young team, I guess that's trying to get to the Super Bowl, trying trying to get better, do you want to bring a person in like that that could be a distraction? Because here's the thing. People don't know. You know, Some people might say, well, he really wasn't a distraction in Pittsburgh. Well, Pittsburgh's good at keeping stuff in-house. Mm-hmm. Very good. And apparently he was causing a lot of problems, mm-hmm. you know, and then it got to the point where Tomlin was like, all right, we can't do it. Peace out. Yeah. So – would you want it – if you're a team that's trying to build, especially a young team, would you want to bring in or take a chance on Antonio Brown? I mean, I guess, again, it depends on your locker room, your coach, how you can handle it, you know what I mean? Um, but I also think with this, I mean, I guess we keep saying it's his last chance, right? Right. <laughs> that's what we all continues to say. Um, but he's maybe in one of those situations where, dude, you need to come in and be on your best behavior. And if he realizes that it could be his last chance, his last opportunity, then maybe he will come in and do what he needs to do. I mean, he, we know he has the talent, but is he, you know, can he get his, um, you know, his bearings together mentally and make sure that he, he goes out and just play play football? Well, all right. So I think a team that can use him, that will benefit from him, just because leadership, and you already know he's going to tell on, he's going to trick on him if something happens, <laughs> is the Seattle Seahawks. Because <laughs> you know Russ is not going to play that. Yeah, he gonna he gonna Russ gonna let him know, but at the same time, it's the type of team where they kind of not welcome to rah rah, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's a free spirited team, but you got players like Bobby Wagner probably put him in check. Russ gonna give him mm-hmm. a phone call. Mm-hmm. I don't think Pittsburgh had that on their team. The Oakland Raiders definitely didn't have it on their team. Right. New England had it on the team. I just think at that time it was like we got to let them go because of what just came out. Mm-hmm. But I think Seattle, that'll work out. I think it can. You got enough veterans on that team that can, you know, that'll help the brother out if it get to a point like Carol knows how to right. handle that. Right. There's free-spirited team. You know right, what I'm saying? Absolutely. absolutely. So I, I don't think the first time he goes off or he – goes crazy with the crowd or whatever that they lie you got to hold on right you know i, I was i remember um i noticed kind of what is not off subject but i know like when chad went to miami and i remember yes he got himself in trouble but i remember the first conversation one of the first conversations um philbin right. had with chad he was telling him because chad was cussing and all that philbin didn't even know how to tell him like you can't do that but he was already on some like we need to chill since you're here. We need to keep this. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't going to work. Right. Pete Carroll's not like that. Right. You know, so I think it can work mm-hmm. with A.B. I still think he can go to New England. Yeah. Why wouldn't he be able to go to New England? I mean, well. I mean, well, he, well, did, he did talk I'm about sorry. the owner. Not New England. <laughs> the not Raiders. New England. <laughs> the, the Raiders. The Buccaneers. 
Ooh. Because dude, he respects be, Tom. Dude, that would be scary. Yeah, he respects Tom. <clears throat> I think he played. Uh, he wasn't they there when. They don't um, need him. No, they don't. But I'm just saying. Could you imagine him in a slot? Why not have him? Godwin. Ooh, that wouldn't be fair. But he respects Tom Brady. And Tom Brady will basically get him in check. And Tom, and you know, he's cool with Tom Brady. He had nothing to say, nothing bad to say about Tom Brady. I don't know. Like I said, I, I just wonder if he'll be able to come back um, or when a team will sign him. But I know he should get some people looking at him because they were looking at him before he, you know. Last year at the mm-hmm. end, it was waiting for him to get a suspension. And now he got it, so we'll see. You know what I'm saying? So, What's up? So, what teams going into training camp, the end training camp, we talked about it. What team do you? I mean, it's going to be kind of cliche because it's my Bears, but the reason I say that is because the, the way that uh, Trubisky recently came out and said he wanted to prove all the doubters wrong and wants to have this great big year. So, that, that battle at QB is going to be huge. Um, I think our defense is solidified so you don't have to really worry about that but with with Foles and Trubisky right like we know with Foles he may not lose you the game right but we're expecting the Trubisky to be this future quarterback so it can't be a situation with him where he doesn't lose the game right Mm -hmm. we want you to go out there and win the game and show your talent so I'm really intrigued by the uh that QB that QB matchup I think it's um do you have a team no I don't pay much attention to uh training camp um, just let me know when the games start because once I start hearing stories about such and such through five interceptions in practice, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't care for this kind of content well, right now. Right, right, <laughs> right. Be pushing it like right. this is what the season is going to be. But it's not necessarily <laughs> training. I'm just saying, like, going into the season, I should say then. No, I'm just saying training camp was in training camp. Mm-hmm. But is it a team like you're like, I want to, I wonder if they're going to do well or, or if they're going to. Um, be good at the start of the season or anything like that? No, nobody really sticks out to me. I mean, I know there are a lot mm-hmm. of free agent moves and, you know, there are some interesting draft picks that were made, but I think everybody is in – it's probably more even across the league than people want to give credit to. Right. Okay. Well, my team is Washington football team, not because of all the drama they went through, but mainly Alex Smith is coming back. Who's going to start a quarterback? Are they going to give it to Haskins? The running back situation is ridiculous. Yes. I don't think. What's the name? Juice, Geist. You know, you got Darius Geist. Geist. You have. Um, AP. They AP. Somebody. They and you still somebody. you still got Bryce Love. Like, Bryce Love is now active. He's not even on a pup list. I don't know if y'all remember. Bryce Love at Stanford, he was the guy that replaced McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. But when they were playing, they were. I thought he was better than McCaffrey. Right. All right. Actually, right. he was getting more pub than McCaffrey at the time at one point. Mm-hmm. But they were – so you got Geis, AP, then you got um, Bryce Love. So I want to see what happens with that team, see if the, – with the competition, see how they're going to do all of that. Because I know you could do running back by committee. I understand that part. But Alex Smith, if he's healthy enough to where he can get on the field. Well, they put him on the um – they put him on a pup list, but right. that I mean, Larry, is it Larry Fitzgerald? I think Larry Fitzgerald. Who else always on a pup list when they start, but ready to play? Right. So I mean, we'll see. You you got to put him on a pup list. I mean, right now you just want to make sure he's good. Mm-hmm. But um, Washington is that team for me. 
especially with everything that's going on. And then I got to ask y'all, Lamar, number one, on a um, voted number one, the top NFL 100 players. Russ is number two. Mahomes is number four. Your thoughts on that? Um, I, I think a lot of people had issues with this. I think that they're saying based off last season going into this year, that's very important to bring up, which Lamar had a great season. Not to say Mahomes didn't, but he didn't. He missed a couple of games. And not only that, I think what's important for me is they're saying players, not necessarily quarterbacks. And as, as the player, I get that point if that's the way that they're going, saying um, everything that comes with that. I mean, but I'm just saying, how do you feel, though? Do you agree or – I agree with it. Um, yeah, I agree with it. I, I like Pat, my homeboy. Um, but I guess you can say he had a down year. <laughs> if you want to say he had a down year. Um, I, I think I can. Ha- there, there can be an argument with Russ, but then when you think about Russ, he really had nobody else. So for him to take his team where he took him pretty much by himself was enough within itself. I mean, no running back all year, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I mean I can't argue like you said I could see an argument for everybody else, but just the simple fact that it's just hard to see Mahomes because they got oh, Donald yeah. number three, which I I mean I'm not tripping off that, but whew. yeah that's a that's a heck of a top four five, Mahomes though. and Lamar <laughs> who is the most that's a hard I mean I guess because you you gotta. He Lamar oh, running around. Yeah. He still can throw him, but Mahomes is doing MVP. The first year he started, then Super Second Bowl year, MVP. Now let's say uh, Lamar follows up with a Super Bowl. What do you pay him? Yeah, you got to pay him more. <laughs> I don't know. All right, man. We're gonna take a quick break, and we will be right back. Have a sports injury? Need to see an orthopedic doctor? Ortho Atlanta is one of Metro Atlanta's largest orthopedic and sports medicine practices, providing orthopedic and sports medicine care for the whole family. With 37 physicians and 14 offices, the practice provides the highest level of care for injury of muscles, joints, bones, and spine. Ortho Atlanta offers convenient access to a full range of musculoskeletal surgeons and specialists. Ortho Atlanta also offers on-site physical therapy, pain management care, MRI imaging, and workers' compensation care. The Ortho Atlanta Surgery Centers in Austell and Fayetteville provide cost-effective, same-day surgical procedures in an accredited outpatient center. Hip, knee, shoulder, back pain? Ortho Atlanta has you covered with specialists in all areas. Same-day appointments, orthopedic care for the whole family. Ortho Atlanta. Atlanta's choice for orthopedic and sports medicine care. Learn more at www.orthoatlanta.com. Happy Saturday, sports fans. It's your boy, Sherm, a.k.a. the Lord of the Beats, and you are currently inside the Three Point Conversion Sports Lounge with my man's Mr. Controversy. Intellectual, and of course, my dog G behind the boards. Cheers to the freaking weekend! Oh, 
All right, we are back inside the Three Point Conversion Sports Lounge. Yeah, real quick, I'll have Mahomes number one, Donald number two, Russ at number three, and LJ at number four. That would have been my. You think LJ, uh, Russ had a better season than LJ? Not that he had a better season. I, Russ is just, to me more dangerous because Russ can run, pass, but you know how Russ could extend the play, keep it, you know, he just. Yeah, I, that's what I want. But I would have him at number three. Donald is a beast. You can't stop him. No one stopped Donald. <laughs> go ahead. This is what if. This is where we get to sit down and talk to any athlete from any era. Sit down at a little coffee shop. Just us. Coffee shop is closed except for the workers. Ask some questions. Five questions. Of course, this is unofficial. This is not on the records. Anything we want. One of my favorite segments. I'm going to let D go first. Who are you talking to, man? I'm talking to Phil Jackson today. Phil Jackson. Old Phil. Uh, the first question I asked him, what was the best team that he coached to a championship? Was it 72 and 10 Bulls? Was it one of the Laker teams? Or was it one of the teams that didn't even go 72 and 10? Because a lot of people think that that, weren't even, that wasn't even the best team. I think for you, that wasn't the best team for you, right? Um, Trying to go back and forth, yeah. Yeah. Um, the next question I would ask him, who is the most competitive among the two between MJ and Kobe? I know he went with Michael Jordan being the best player, but the competitiveness, I know they were both were ridiculously competitive and pushed their teammates. I would like to know who was the most competitive in his eyes. Um, I would then ask him, who was the better duo, MJ and Scotty or Shaq and Kobe? And which duo he liked coaching better, if there is one. Hmm. I think that would be a very good question. We kind of debated a little bit about that. Right. <clears throat> uh, then I asked him what which championship means the most to him. Was it one with the Bulls? Was it one with the Lakers? Or was it the one where he won back with the Knicks? Like, which one is more important and sacred to him? Um, I wonder if it's the, the first or the sixth one. Yeah. First one, the first, but then the sixth one. I mean, first with the Bulls as a coach, then the sixth one. Has been... Because you won back to back, back to back, back. you two won, times, yeah. Right? Or that piece. first where you won with the Knicks when you were actually a player, yeah. Or even the ninth one, I guess, because right. he won a, the, <laughs> the third three feet. Right. So go ahead. Um, next thing I asked, uh, you know, not for nothing, but did you tell Jerry to fire Doug? Did you was you in his ear mm-hmm. trying to get him up out of there so you can go ahead and get that coaching position, which possibly put you as the best coach ever but those are my five questions for Phil Jackson. Mm, I don't know man might be maybe maybe he has something to do with it mm. alright my person who I would talk to stick with NBA I did um, NFL for the last two weeks so I'm gonna do well I'm gonna talk to Patrick Ewan I think Patch Ewan, believe it or not, like my favorite center, um, even though he was a rival, but just the way he played, he was mean, he was aggressive, had his game was nice, played defense. I don't know that. I don't think he gets enough credit, but yeah, he was the guy that I used to all like. We played against him when I was always against him, but Pat was always a guy that I liked. So, my question to him, first one, before you committed to Georgetown, you were visiting North Carolina, but on the way you saw a Ku Klux Klan rally, or Ku Klux Klan, however you say it, 
you saw a KKK rally, which made you take them off the list. How close were you to really signing with North Carolina? And then how many chips would you and Mike win if you did sign? Because y'all came in at the same time. So I just wonder if, like, Mike already got one. Remember, they had Worthy, too. James Worthy, Mike, and you bring in a Ewan? Woof. Perk would have been there, too, right? Yeah, but God, that wouldn't have been right. He said he saw that KKK. He, I'm Jamaican and me. Right. I don't need to. <laughs> and, and, and remember, you all. It's the 80s. Pat, Pat went to three, three championships in Georgetown. Just Georgetown. So just think with under Dean Smith, like I love, I don't, I'm not saying who's better, but he's with another great coach, a legendary coach with Mike. Team. Yeah. That was, <laughs> and that team. team oh my God. All right. Um, and North Carolina's want to beat him too. It's funny. All right. Next question I would ask right before you got drafted in March of 1985, Bernard King, some young guy named Bernard King was a beast. And um, he had just come off the year where he, that year he was averaging 32.5 or something like that. But he ended up, at the end of that year, tearing his ACL, had a torn knee cartilage, and broke his leg on the same play. So when you first come in, of course, he was out all that season. The next season, in the first six games, he averaged 22.7. But the Knicks released him saying that after six games saying that he wasn't explosive enough after averaging 22.7 it's crazy after a comeback like that <laughs> the next three years he averaged well, four years he averaged 17 then he averaged 20 a game after that the next three years after the 17 including the last year 28.4 before he retired before the year he retired so do you think you might have gotten an NBA championship with him on the team if they wouldn't have gotten rid of him Especially after drafting Mark Jackson in '87, mm. like that was his championship. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine if he'd never gotten hurt. <laughs> but why would you? I, I just don't understand yeah. why would you you cut it? Cut I a mean, player. it's the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you played the Bulls five times in the playoffs, the Pacers and the Heat three times each, which were all intense. They were all tough. What robbery, robbery did you enjoy the most? And then what was the toughest? I mean, he, he got through. He didn't get through with Mike. He got through with the Bulls in 94 when Mike retired. But still, that got him to the finals. But <clears throat> each team, they suffered. They, they played, lost. But he did beat each team as well. But I wonder which was the most fun, you know, or the best robbery. You know, the one he loved and got up for the most. You were so close to winning 1995 in the seven-game series with Houston in the finals. In 1999, you reached the finals but got hurt before you um, got there. I mean, yeah, before you got to the finals. Which finals loss hurt the most? Was it the one that John Stark shot you out of or was it the one that you you couldn't be a part of even though you y'all got there? And then my last question would be, do you feel disrespected on how your NBA career is viewed and where most people rank you as far as centers, although you never had that tandem or star player? You were always by yourself. No one else. Every All the other centers, 
had that great, maybe except for Akeem until Clyde got there. But other than that, everybody else had that second guy. And those are my questions for Pat. You should have asked him about that missed layup. I started to. I started <laughs> asking, did he did he think he traveled too? But that's you know. Alligator armed it. Right. All right, G. All right, the person that uh, I would want to uh, interview is uh, Richard Sherman, uh, currently of the San Francisco 49ers. Um, the first thing I would ask him is, um, for people who don't know, he went to Stanford as a wide receiver, and he played two years at, at wide receiver in his, what would have been his junior year. He got hurt, and he wanted to switch to cornerback and he asked David Shaw who was the offensive coordinator at the time he's now the head coach um and he wanted to he wanted to uh he wanted to make the switch and I would ask him if he knew that Andrew Luck was going to be any good would he have stayed at wide receiver after he came back from his injury he redshirted that third year but when he came back he officially made the switch to corner and Andrew Luck was um uh, was a sophomore at the time. Mm. Uh, I would have also asked him, um, you know, we know about his uh, rivalry, I guess, with Michael Crabtree. Um, did he give Akeem to leave the idea to snatch Crabtree's chain? And uh, why did he never do it? Mm. I don't know if anyone's ever seen that play. Or mm. it's happened twice, actually. Right. Um <laughs> Uh, what? How does he actually respond to people criticizing that he only plays one side of the field? Uh, he played. They played a zone defense in Seattle, and he stayed on the left side. It didn't matter what receiver was over there; that's where he stayed. And you know, people consider him the best corner, but he didn't follow the team's best receiver. So that was kind of the the knock against him. And how does he respond to that as far as him being more of a scheme player? Hey, just ask everybody to go watch the game. I think it was 2015. Seattle plays Pittsburgh in Seattle. And he followed A.B. all throughout the field. They made him follow him. And look how many catches and yards A.B. had. Go ahead. Uh, I would also um, I would also ask him about uh, if he didn't, if he had a different, a better relationship with Jim Harbaugh while he was at Stanford, would he be the same kind of player? Because a lot of what we hear about him and how we see how he plays and kind of his persona can be traced back to his relationship with Jim Harbaugh at Stanford, to where he feels like Harbaugh badmouthed him before the draft and he fell in the draft. And he was really motivated when Seattle would play the 49ers. And he it later came out that he wanted Harbaugh out of the league. So would he have had a different relationship? If he had a different relationship with Harbaugh, could he have been the player that we saw him become? And the last question I would ask him is, what's really after football for him? Because it seems like he could do anything I mean, if he's a guy who negotiated his own contract, <laughs> uh, 
he has uh, he's known for speaking his mind so he could be on tv and not just doing sports it could be with anything something political something social and well and possibly financial as well and uh, or he could be a coach because he really is a student of the game and i felt he could pass on his knowledge to others so what does he have a plan for after football and what is it all right those are our questions to the athletes we picked again put in the chat let us know who you would want us to um talk to yeah and then we'll come up with some questions we might depend on what who it is we'll come up with some questions all right we're gonna take a quick break it's almost time for that stop it segment it'll be back on the other end of this break don't go anywhere Hey, this is Jeff Garcia, former quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, and you're listening to my guys on the three-point conversion. You are tuned into WWE Peakville, AM 1100. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. Big ups to our Sports Lounge crew for keeping the airways blazing each and every Saturday. But I want to send another special shout out to our team of writers at The Three Point Conversion. You can visit us at thepointconversion.com. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. How about the gram? How about iHeart? How about Freaker Radio? How about wherever you need it, baby? We got you covered. No mercy. Don't let up on them. Go hard on them, Mr. Controversy. Hit them with the stop it button. We are back inside the three-point conversion sports lounge. This is the time I like to thank everyone who is listening live or watching live. We definitely appreciate you, and we thank you for supporting us, and we ask you to continue to support us, not only the three-point conversion sports lounge, but the three-point conversion in itself. And... I also want to give a special shout out to someone who was listening to the show. Um, it's a big day for this um, person. Um, we appreciate you, man, for taking your time. I know you're getting right right now, getting your hair cut and everything. But I want to give a special shout out to my man. I hope I'm saying this right. Ephraim. Ephraim. What's up, man? Hey, man, I know you're getting uh, married today. We want to say uh, congrats. Hopefully it's, it's great. You tripping, dog. I'm just playing. No, <laughs> no, man. Hey, I know you don't see us, but I'm looking at you right now, bro. I see you. So uh, shout out to him, man, and hopefully it goes well. Hopefully, I don't know if y'all seen on social media somebody's 
the baby mama came to the wedding and <laughs> while he was getting married and was just calling his name out and all of that. Then next yeah, thing you know, bride, daughter, right yeah. <laughs> Hope that happened to you, dog. But um, all right, man. So now it is time for the most infamous, the most famous stop segment. Let's get it. Stop 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 it. Yes. S-T-O-P. New word. I-T. Stop it. Stop it. Get some help. All right. <laughs> so, hey, but I was just playing, bro. I don't want his wife to be like, what? what? I'm just playing. I just saw the joint the other day, man. I was happy dialogue. Like, hey, man, don't, hey, man, don't be breaking that up for right, me. Right, right. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. So I got two stoppers today. Uh, my first stop, it goes to the NFL players who didn't put uh, Carson Wentz in the top 100. Um, I'm not even a big Carson Wentz fan, right? I definitely think he deserves to be in the top 100, especially what he did last year with that Philly team when they had, I think I was out there catching balls from him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> with all that going on and he still almost got him the playoffs and all this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he definitely deserves more respect. And I think they should put some respect on his name. And he definitely deserves to be in the top 100 at least. Right. I mean, Garoppolo's what, 40-something? So you guys are going, can I oh, stop it? Oh, can you give D a stop it? <laughs> That's why you don't tell people your stop, and then he's gonna take stop. No, I, I was already going my phone. So uh, one of my stoppers that he just mentioned was yeah, Garoppolo at forty, like forty three, I think forty six, something like that. Over Dak, what what did Jimmy G do last year to deserve that? What he throw eleven yards in the fourth quarter? Stop <laughs> it! I don't know. No, he had more. I think he had more interceptions and touchdowns in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know. Also, also, um, my guy Tannehill. Why is he in the top one hundred? Why is he voted like sixty-eight? Ryan Tannehill should be in the top ten, top one hundred. Oh, Stop six, it! What, so six games? I wonder if the players really voted was voting for this or. I don't know. What do you play? What do you play? Six games? Seven games? Eight games? Yeah. Something like that. Did this happen in Florida? I'm probably did. I had another stop it though. And it's a, it's to Jeannie Jarvie, if I'm correct, from the LA Times. It seems as though she went to, if it's a see or he or she, whatever, they went to Magic City and they spoke to the person that was, some dancers that was there. And apparently the girl said she danced with, danced for, uh, Lou Will. Of course, they're social distance and all. But like, come on, man, you're going to go do all this to, to find out the backstory and what happened while he was there, and he go and the girl go trick too and say she was like, yeah, "Come on, like, man!" Why are you like, gonna say that, man? <laughs> Stop <laughs> it! Right, go ahead, G. Um, also connected to Ryan Tannehill, uh, Derrick Henry's number ten. So how is Tannehill considered more valuable as far <laughs> as he gets paid at least double what Derrick Henry is getting? <laughs> right. And Derrick Henry is a top ten player according right. to the players. <laughs> stop <laughs> it. There's a stop it there. Uh uh two more. Uh uh forty five, that's the president, saying he had to cancel uh throwing out the first pitch at a Yankees game because of the coronavirus. Uh the Yankees didn't even invite him. They was like we we We, we didn't call you. you. <laughs> we ain't even Wow. You. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. Stop, stop it. it. 
What? Fauci might need to get he's one je- for he's, that throw. He is, he's jealous of Fauci. Fauci, yeah. Fauci might need one for that throw. Because I don't know. <laughs> hey, look, people are buy, people like tops made a baseball card. People are buying that card. Yeah, I, I wish I had a bought it. It's probably going to be worth who knows what. What's up with that first pitch, though? Because a lot of people have problems with that first pitch. Do y'all think they be trying to throw it too hard or something? No, they don't. They don't ever warm up, and they don't, yeah, probably don't get a chance to. <laughs> right, and that's part like, of. I haven't thrown a baseball in thirty years. Right, <laughs> try to be a try to be Clayton Kershaw out there right. trying to throw curveball. So, uh, yeah, forty five gets to stop it. And last one, it's not sports related, but it's kind. It kind of is because of all the versus battles. Um, uh, Bow Wow says he doesn't want to do a versus battle because um, he, he's that just not interested. Yeah. Uh, and he wanted to battle Fabulous at one time, uh, but cool, look, Timbaland was right because he commented, I don't think he has 20 songs in the bag. He doesn't. Wait. And, and then they had a back and forth wait. too. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah. We got to get a stop to Damien Adams. So Damien said, <laughs> so he put this up. No, was it Juji? Somebody put it up and I, you know, was like, yeah, he definitely doesn't deserve he don't have 20 singles. I don't mm-hmm. think he had 20 hits. And Ad- and Damien was like, what? You saying Bow You tripping? You saying Bow Like, what? He's like, what about, um, ah, what's the, he was naming all little kids songs and Bow was eight. <laughs> the ones Jermaine Dupree was right. Right, when he went, Bow was eight and nine. I'm like, Let so, so that's, hold you. yeah, so he gonna play, <laughs> so he's just gonna play some songs he did when he was nine and ten. Right. I think that's gonna. I mean, he would have to though, but that's that's his his age. Right, that's but what I'm saying. Even with that, he talking about going against Fabulous Soldier Boy and knock him out. Right, like seriously. Right. All right, man. That 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 concludes our uh, stop it segment. That was a long one. Yeah, we're gonna take a, <laughs> yeah, a lot of stops for y'all. <laughs> well, we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back with um, NBA talk. Keep it locked. Let me break down to y'all what's so dope about the three-point conversion. First of all, everybody is a fan of the game first. Second of all, everybody is a student of the game second. And third of all, we're the average sports fan just like everybody else. We're not coming in here, walking with our nose tipped high, acting snooty, acting brand new. This is a grassroots organization. Bar none. The three-point conversion where fans' opinions matter. Be sure to visit the website www.the3pointconversion.com. Get your fix, get your articles, multimedia, and everything else that you as a sports fan need. So again, the3pointconversion.com. It's where it's at, man, where fans' opinions matter. All right, we are back inside the three point conversion sports lounge. 
So last week, we were we weren't sure of what the NBA was gonna bring us. We were kind of leery about the progress and how everything was looking. Came out this week, uh, Thursday started, two close games, came down to the end. And pretty much throughout the weekend, it's been like that so far. D, I'm going to revisit you because um, you, you said last week that, shoot, forget it. All of us was like, we don't know how it's going <laughs> to work. Look like, you know, the AAU game that's going on. What is the AAU game going on today? Yeah, it is the AAU game. Definitely but, um, shout out to them. But it, it felt like an AAU um, – I almost felt like a YCM get, YC, um YMCA game, you know, at the Y, we running or whatever. But your thoughts now on it, man? Uh, I want to say the first first two days have been um, scoring-wise and what the games come down to has been good games. Um, it's still weird watching the games. The excitement is there. Like when somebody get dunked on, it's kind of like, yeah. Um, I've fallen asleep on, I think, all of the games a couple times during the game. But they have been very competitive very close. I think also they've been very sloppy, which is kind of um, expected. Um, I'm just still hoping the defense gets a little better. It's It got better yesterday, um, but I still see Luka getting a lot of places. I know he's great and all of that, but I still see a lot going on. And I think the Rockets scored 196 points yesterday, and Dallas had 190. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous in the first quarter. It was, four, it was like 40, just 40 yeah. or 40. The score at halftime... It's like 70 something, like 80 something. Yeah, like, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Like, no defense was being played. So, do I mean, you still don't like how it looks, or? I mean, it's still an adjustment taken to getting used to, um, but I think eventually we may get used to it. Um, but just that excitement isn't there, the cr- crowd going loud, and this, that, and the third. I mean, one big thing about it is during the playoffs, there isn't a home team. So you don't have to worry about home team advantage or anything like that. Um, it's going to be matchup based, which that's why these games are important. Well, I mean, I think it looks different when it's on TNT and ESPN. I, I think that now it's like and I don't want to put no – I'm not trying to shame in NBA TV, but I'm, it just – it looks different with the Portland. I think they did a good job of kind of – somehow canceling out whatever they can cancel out on the court, but make it seem – because the announcers seem more vibrant and everything. So if it didn't have that, you know, that silence or that that weird, like, feeling like it don't feel like an NBA game. They made it feel like an NBA game. The crazy part was when somebody dunk or, like, a crazy dunk, the one John Moran had, alley-oop, or anybody come in and dunk, you didn't hear any fans, ooh, or the fans going crazy. It was just, they was just going, you know, mm-hmm. celebrating. And so it, that felt weird. But great games, man. Every game came down to the end, basically. Great yeah. games. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that, um, I think with, the defense, nobody was playing defense. <laughs> I think everybody's still trying to get their win back because every right. game was, except for the Clippers and the Lakers, every game was 135, 130, or 120. It, I don't know. It just seemed like that. Mm-hmm. But 
the players look like they were still playing well, you know, offensively. Mm-hmm. Everybody scored at least 112 points <laughs> yesterday. Right. And you had a few games that scored over 135. Like, it yeah, was that's a lot. It was something. So, I think it looks. I think it's good for the NBA. I think it's working, and the games were contested. They really competed. Like they forgot about the. They weren't thinking about the fans. Like they were competing, all of them. Yeah. Each game, like I said, came down to the end. I think it was fitting that Rudy Gobert hit the game winning two free throws. Yeah, you better. <laughs> this is all because no, nah, look, it ain't all because of him. But <laughs> it seemed like that. Now with this Lakers Houston. Lakers Houston Lakers Clippers game. Do you? Well, first of all, I know you said you was falling asleep. I watched it. I watched it. I watched most of it. You said what? I watched through the end. I mean, I fell yeah, asleep a few times. Right. It, it it was good. <laughs> Do you think it both it made L.A. Lakers look good as far as okay the way they battled, or did you look at the game more like? Yo, the Clippers. I'd be, nice. I'd be more worried if you were the Lakers. Uh, yeah, I mean, Reggie Jackson played thirty, what two minutes or something. Mm-hmm. He hadn't played that many minutes all season since being with the Clippers. Um, the last shot was kind of weird, uh, but I think that's because Lou wasn't there. Lou's usually in during that period of time, making a play, making something happen. Um. You won by two, and they hold like the entire the the two the two players averaging what forty points off the bench almost. They weren't there. Um, Shamit didn't do anything. I mean, Noah didn't look bad to me. I know people were saying he looked bad, but he didn't look too bad to me. He was out there doing the Noah type stuff. Um, but and you win by two, and I mean. LeBron hit the game when a shot. He, I mean, he he took it. I don't, I don't know who Kawhi or Paul George was blocking boxing I don't know out. What they were thinking about <laughs> they right. were, like there was no boxing out, and, and, and that bothered me because those are your two best players, and both of them had the opportunity to box them out, and they didn't. Um, but he hit that. He hit the probably the easiest game winner you'll probably ever see. Um, but yeah, I think I'd be more wor- more worried if I was the Lakers because Kuzma kind of played good, but you don't know what to expect from Kuz no more. Right. I I didn't understand where. So before the game, they were talking like um, Pat Bev wouldn't play. I watched the game. I don't think the Joker played in the first half or because. I think he came in late in the second. Because what's the name started? Yeah, he came late in the second. I think that's because he had went back home on that quarantine. Right. So maybe I turned it at that point. But I just know um, your man was playing. What's what's the name? Who started again? Um, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. Little Igor. Yeah, no, nah, I, I call him uh, Bobby Smurda. I call him Bobby Smurda. Yeah, that's what I call him. But we we saw him playing, and then in the fourth quarter, you know, I walked, did something, came back, and I see Pat Bev playing like great defense. <laughs> Hold up, like huh? I don't I know think, where he came from. I think he scored more than uh, Reggie Reggie Jackson. Yeah, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I think it shows how dangerous the Clippers are. Not just that, but the fact that Doc Rivers is an excellent coach. Man, man, that's what I'm talking about. That's 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 one of the things that also goes deeper in the seven game series. Vogel against Rivers. Who you taking? <laughs> Doc Rivers all yeah. the time. Yeah, and but Vogel <laughs> showed that he can coach. Yeah. I mean, even with this team, what they're doing, 
Vogel was doing his thing when he was in Indiana. I agree. You know, then where did he go after Indiana? Orlando. Orlando, I mean, he had G at center. <laughs> I was playing point, you know. So, I, I mean, I was getting points at point, but That's what we, ain't gonna got say. A, we ain't got That's enough players to say. <laughs> you just dropping buckets. But I'm saying, though. G was getting rebounds and blocks. So. Right, but he didn't have anybody playing. Now you put him with players, look what he does. So Vogel can coach too, but Doc, it just shows you. But again, he did have two superstars and Morris didn't even score. Right. <laughs> but, but like, Pete, hey, wait, Pete, which one? Uh both Mark, of them didn't score or what? Marcus is the senior, right? Marcus is the senior? <laughs> the one for the Clippers. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, they could literally like switch jerseys. N- neither one of them. Neither one of them scored. <laughs> but the one for the Clippers had a plus 10, so at least he did something. Right. So, all right, do you think that um, – so with Lakers winning, I think Lakers now should have it wrapped up for number one. Yeah. Does that mean anything? Do no. you think? No, because if they, if, they, if they are – well, I think it could mean something because seven through four – I think is a game, right? In between those three teams, I think they're all separated from a game, like by a game. Mm-hmm. So I think for that first seed, it could mean something because you are going to automatically either play Memphis, maybe Portland. So mm-hmm. you like you kind of can see your team going forward. But being in that two seed, it can be anybody. You know what I mean? And I think that's, that, that's when it's going to be important. Now, home team, we home field. I mean, home home court advantage. We know that's not a big deal, but who you're matching up against in that first round could pay dividends for them. You know, if the Lakers go against Memphis, you know what happens? They may be able to chill a little bit longer. But do you want to chill? Just chill for four mm-hmm. months. <laughs> but if they go against Portland, now they got a game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not to say Memphis can't play them well. I mean, you know, everybody might have their opinion on that if they gonna play them well or whatever. Right. But yeah, uh, Clippers can go. Clippers can play. Oklahoma City, Houston, or Utah. Mm. Even Denver, depending on what they do over the next, you know what I mean, couple games. Right. And that's that's the thing, I, I think. But the fact that there's no home court advantage, and then what it's going to take away is the fact that we were banking on, when the season first started, and this would be the first time where you get to see the Clippers and L.A. playing at Western Conference Finals. In LA. in L.A. So they don't have to travel. No, no, now we, we don't even get it. Now nah, it's going to be the same thing, but it's just no fans. Mm-hmm. No, you know, it's, it's no home court advantage at all. So I saw, like, the scheduling for, like, the bottom half of that Western Conference. Like, they did some of them real dirty. Like, some of the teams that play against, the mm-hmm. t- like, the scheduling is real crazy. And I don't know how they came up with the team. Like, some people play teams that are going to be in the playoffs automatically, then some team has an advantage that play teams with a worse record than them. Like, it's real weird how they came up with it, but some teams have, like the Spurs has the worst schedule going forward because the winning percentage of the teams that they got to play is so high. But yet, I think Portland has a lower where Like, it's real right. all over the place. Right. Uh, let me ask y'all this. So it's been quiet rumors that the NBA might consider a bubble next year if, you know, things are still looking bleak. Would you 
sign off on that? Would you agree with them doing that? Would you like it? I mean, I think as of right now, that's all you can think for because mm-hmm. they're, they're, the, the curve isn't going down. Like, mm-hmm. Corona is still out here and it's out here bad. And if the season, depending on when they started, I know they were saying December, Christmas, or maybe if it goes in the next year, you can probably think about it. But to have that already set up and have it there, I think that would be the most smart thing because who knows in four months if we are going to be able to have a regular NBA game. I hope not, but you hope that we don't. I hope we don't have to go but, through that. Yeah, me neither. But if they do, that would be hard on the players because now you are, they would have to be allowed to bring their family. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought they were able to bring their family after a couple of weeks here. Yeah. Um, but again, been in a Orlando again for what six months? Right, dude. That's a lot. That's a strain, hey, man. And I, I tell you, they chilling in the bubble, man. Yeah, I bet they kicking them it. jokers. Kicking it. They show what are they show? about the stuff that they bringing in? Yeah, and playing. You heard yeah. about um? So what's my guy in Houston? Um, PJ. PJ. You heard yeah, the about fear of gods? He he man, it, man. He brought sixty pair of shoes. Yeah, yeah. sixty pair of gym crazy. shoes. They put something up about him. I, I think he played in the fear of gods last night. Yeah, he, he did. He did. He played. Man, in. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Something that I want to. I don't mean, give a stop it, but they was talking about how they filled up the fish. In the in the pond or whatever, and somebody was uh, some I was watching somebody speaking like, oh wow, they didn't have to do it. If you know anything about a man-made lake, that's what they do. They put fish in it, and because there's going to be so many people fishing, I'm sure that they put enough in there. It's not so that they can catch the fish to make sure that they don't feel any type of way by not catching fish. It's because it's a man-made Who, pond. Who was complaining? Like, uh, so, well, some sports show I was watching, but somebody was like, oh. you know how they be like, oh, they had to make sure it was fish in there. so that they, No, that, that's what you do with a man-made yeah. lake, <laughs> man-made pond or whatever. So let me ask you all this. Who, who is the best duo? Because last night we saw Russ. And we saw Harden go. Harden went for forty nine. I think did he get double digit assists? I think he did. If not, but I know he when I think he did. Um, Russ almost had a triple double. Russ had thirty one points, eight and nine. Luca had I think twenty eight triple double. Um, then um, what's my guy? Kristoff. Uh, Kristoff. He had. Double double. What what do you have? Four, did he have over forty six or something like that? I'm trying to pull it up now. But I just know that they went off. Then you saw what happened in L.A. I mean, when L.A. played, you saw that um, PG thirteen had thirty one. Kawhi had I think twenty nine. Kristaps had thirty nine and sixteen. Yeah, like so. Looking at all those stats and looking at these players, I mean. In Portland, you got Dame and CJ. Um, you got so many duos. Who was who the best duo in the bubble? Uh, for me, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Clippers with Paul George and Kawhi. The reason I say that is because their impact on the defensive end. Um, now, if you want to say just offensive, you easily can say Harden and Westbrook, but I think on that other end where they can defend just as good as they can uh, score, I think that's what that's what changes it up for me. Um and if if not them right, a close second would have to be, of course, LeBron and AD. Uh, I agree with that. That Harden, like Harden and Westbrook right now is almost unguardable. But like you said, you can't guard. If you can't guard on the um, perimeter, if you Harden, 
He played some pretty good D last Man, night. He played all right. What's his name was killing him. Um, Luca kept. I mean, that's Luca, but not, but not kept because he plays. I saw about four good defensive possessions where he was he by himself stuck Luca, and it was I was surprised. I mean, I I paid attention to it because of him really sticking him. Mm. I just know Luca. Uh, at one point, Luca was he kept crossing him over at the end and. Yeah, Luca didn't have a good shooting night. Right, right. <laughs> but all right, man. Um, like I said, I'm looking forward to the season. If it continues to be like this, then the playoffs are gonna be nice. Yeah, yeah. this is gonna be this competitive. But I think it's gonna it, as we get closer, it's gonna. I don't want to say not be competitive, but it's gonna get cleaner, right? It's gonna be less turnovers. The defense is gonna step right. up, and I think that's what's gonna separate the championship contenders from the pretenders defense and what happens as we get into the playoff we had these dog that's not gonna be dog days anymore because everybody should be rested yeah but as we get closer to the playoffs who's gonna be defensive i think that's what changes the the um the game and again no home court advantage so all right we'll be right back it's time to have some fun keep it locked <laughs> Have a sports injury? Need to see an orthopedic doctor? Ortho Atlanta is one of Metro Atlanta's largest orthopedic and sports medicine practices, providing orthopedic and sports medicine care for the whole family. With 37 physicians and 14 offices, the practice provides the highest level of care for injury of muscles, joints, bones, and spine. Ortho Atlanta offers convenient access to a full range of musculoskeletal surgeons and specialists. Ortho Atlanta also offers on-site physical therapy, pain management care, MRI imaging, and workers' compensation care. The Ortho Atlanta Surgery Centers in Austell and Fayetteville provide cost-effective, same-day surgical procedures in an accredited outpatient center. Hip, knee, shoulder, back pain? Ortho Atlanta has you covered with specialists in all areas. Same-day appointments, orthopedic care for the whole family. Ortho Atlanta. Atlanta's choice for orthopedic and sports medicine care. Learn more at www.orthoatlanta.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Cat Williams, and you are listening to Three Point Conversion Radio. Right, we are back inside the Three Point Conversion Sports Lounge, and I do believe we have our cousin on the line, Doctor Donnie Fowler the Third, orthopedic for Ortho Atlanta. What's going on, man? Not much. Another Saturday here. Yes, sir. All right. Um, due to the fact that, first of all, let me say this real quick. Shout out to the WNBA. Yes, yes, um, yes. They've been playing well. Uh, we hope Ionescu is um, all right. We'll get into that later. Uh, but, yeah, I pray that she's all right. But um, Delana Dream, I think they got one at Kennedy Carter. I, she hadn't exploded yet. She came back in the end of the game last night. But I call her a little Av because she reminds me of Iverson. Um, that's her favorite player, too. 
But um, WNBA been playing some great ball, man. Shout out to we cover Phoenix. Phoenix, mm-hmm. they end up winning last night. Big game over um, Las Vegas Aces. And then, like, Atlanta, like I said, they won. Or they beat New York Liberty, who we cover as well. So, um, but, yeah. Did you see that uh, Andre Udala going back and forth? Not kind of going back Yeah, yeah, forth, I saw that. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. So, that's crazy. <laughs> but, um, all right, man. So, with sports still limited, in a sense, we're, um, well, we're going to continue our start, stop. I mean, start, bench, or cut. And... We're going to get it started. So, Dr. Fowler, you know you up first. So, NBA. Now, I know I used one of these guys already for college, but we're going to do NBA, okay? Because he fits this. Players, NBA. (laughs) Steve Francis, Monte Ellis, or Stephon Marbury. Steve Francis, Monte Ellis, or Stephon Marbury? Mm-hmm. I'm, go- I'm going first, I think, yeah. here, correct? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, you know, I, I, I'm think- thinking out loud. I, I, I'm still, I'm still going to start probably Marbury. Um, I mean, I think all those guys were exciting to watch. I mean, Marbury still stands out to me the most, even talking about NBA, thinking about him, especially his time with the Knicks. Uh, I'm going to bring Monte Ellis off the bench. I, I, I think he's maybe overlooked a little bit, and and as a, as a guard, I think underrated with what he was able to do. Steve Francis, I, I'm cutting. Not uh, he was explosive. He was fun to watch. I just didn't think he had maybe quite the the same complete game that the other guys did. Even though he might have been the most athletic of the three, so that'd be my order. Hmm. D, uh, I think I'm a excuse me. Start Stephon Marbury. Um, he was he was awesome, and I think the, the longevity of his career, even though he left and went to China, I think his was longer than all of theirs. Um, he really, you know, he did it in Minnesota, got down in New York, then went to New Jersey and did his thing. Um, I'm gonna bring Steve Francis off the bench. I really liked him, um, especially coming out of Maryland. He was ridiculous. He dunk on you, shoot on you. Then um, I just think he really balled out. Um, and I'm gonna cut Monte. I just think his his Long longevity at such a high level wasn't there, but I did do think that he if he had stayed in Golden State, it would have been better off for him. Hmm. I'm at the same order as you, D. Um, uh, Marbury, I think Marbury is the, is the best player of the three. Of course, he had the longevity. Um, Steve Francis had some... Um, I think once he left Houston, like it kind of that's where he started to fall off. But I think like his time in Houston uh, was pretty good. And I think with Monte Ellis, he, once he left Golden State, kind of bounced around the league uh, with a lot of teams. There wasn't really, it was like his style of play couldn't, um, couldn't help him to stick with a team. Um, That's why I would cut him. Like he's not fitting in anywhere. Right. Um, And notice all of these players basically, went through the same thing in a sense. Yeah. But um, I have Marbury, of course. I don't think 
still think nobody can guard him one-on-one. Um, Monte. Steve Francis, like, I'm with Dr. Fowler. Steve Francis was nice. He was probably the most athletic, you know, can dribble and all of that. But his game really wasn't as complete as Monte and Marbury. Monte, like all of them, get on there and, and poke on you easily. But it light it up. Monte give you 35 easily. You know what I'm saying? Quick. And I think he played longer in Golden State than, than um, Francis did in Houston. So, yeah, I, I got Marbury, then uh, Monte, and I'm cutting Steve Francis. All right. So, next one is a little different. It's football. We're doing the best duo, both in their prime. So, we got Rice and T.O. Because they play together, right? Remember? Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins. And they're prime now. And then we have Moss and Chris Carter. So I'm going to start with G. Say it again. Rice and T.O., Fitzgerald and Hopkins, Moss and Carter. Who you starting, benching, or cutting? I'm starting Rice and T.O. Um... I think that Rice, uh, with his precision route running, uh, great hands, and you have, and then you're worried about, you know, where what he's gonna do, trying to like, you know, take it where his airspace and all that. And with To, he was uh, used his size and physicality, and he was fast for his size. He probably still is. He ran a four four recently. Apparently, he's forty six years old. Right. <laughs> um, I think like trying to uh, that they you'll be worried about those two guys. So I'll start them. I would uh, bench Carter and Moss. We've seen it. Um, we've seen the the you know everything they can do. Uh, but I think like Rice and To is a bigger matchup problem over those two and I would cut Hopkins and Fitzgerald uh yeah they will both catch everything but um I think they're like they're slower than the other four guys yeah real yeah uh, I go sound yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right go ahead Donnie it's on you <laughs> I Donnie, it's on you. I mean, Doctor Vol, I'm sorry, it's on you. No, you go. I'm I'm actually gonna go that that same order. Uh, I I like Rice and, and To. I I think, and I'm trying to remember back. I kind of remember that game where like To. I want to say he had like 20 catches in that one game, yeah. and it kind of was almost like I felt like the baton being being passed is is the next great 49er receiver kind of thing from Rice, but that would be my, my starting pair. And then, likewise, I feel Carter and Moss. And and Hopkins and Fitzgerald, I'll, I'll, I haven't said my line in a while, no disrespect, so I'll throw it out there. <laughs> but, um, both, uh, Fitzgerald was obviously maybe, maybe the most consistent player receiver out there for as long as he's done it. I mean, a lot of those guys have had great long careers, but I, I just will think the other two combos are a little more dynamic. All right, I'm going uh, Rice and Teal, of course. Y'all said it all. Um, both could take it to the house. Um, both was 
if you needed a third and eight, they can get it. They were getting open. They were unguardable. I'm a bench. Uh, DeAndre and Fitzgerald. You, I mean, like G said, they're going to catch everything. But going deep, you know Fitzgerald going to get it. It's it's not, those are the type of players where whether they're open or not, they're going to catch the ball. You know, they're going to keep the drive going. Um, they play every down. They don't come off the field. They don't get hurt. Yeah, I got I got to uh, bench those, and I'm um, cutting respectfully Moss and Carter. And it's crazy because we didn't even get to see them play in their prime. Like, as well as Carter did in 98, he wasn't in his prime. That was the tail end. Just think if, man, but respectfully, I'm going to have to cut them. Putting cases on all you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go the uh, same way G and Dr. Fowler went. I mean, Jerry Rice and T.O., you're talking about two of the top five greatest receivers ever. I think that speaks for itself. Um, Carter and Moss, like you say, we didn't even see Carter in his prime. And when Carter was there, was Moss even in his prime, right? But what we saw was ridiculous. You know, they I, I don't want to say they made Dante Culpepper. But we see after he left them, he really didn't put up the same type of numbers. He, all he had to do was throw the ball, and Moss was getting it. Um, and I'm going to cut um, Fitzpatrick. And Hopkins, not because I don't like him, because I like both of them. I really like Hopkins, um, but I just don't. I just don't feel that they're like Dr. Fowler said are as dynamic or are going to have as bigger plays as those other two duos that we mentioned. All right, and then we're going to go to college football. We have Colt McCoy, RG three, or Marcus Mariota. Colt McCoy, RG3, or Marcus Mariota? I'll go first. Um, I'm probably going to go... Man. I'll probably go... RG3, I think... I'm going to go RG3. He, Come on, man. You had the most time to was, think about this. He was – I don't think about <laughs> it when I put him. Like, I just put him, but, right. Uh, I'm going to go RG3, man, I guess, just because – Now, you know, I tell you that, I'm going Colt McCoy. I think Colt McCoy in college was a gamer. Big games, Colt was playing. You couldn't stop him. He could run as well, but Colt was that guy where – he wasn't scared of anybody. I don't care who or what it, who he's playing or what player he was going against. Is he he always made it happen. So I'm gonna go with uh, Colt. I'm gonna go RG3. I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna bench RG3. He was he was dope. He was um, slinging the rock and everything. He could run too. I think his college season was overhyped, but I think Mariota, to me, was more overhyped. I, I just, I never was a big fan of Mariota like that. I didn't think he was as good as he we thought he was, you know. So that's what I'm going. I'm benching, I'm benching RG3, starting Colt McCoy, and I'm going to um, cut Marcus Mariota. All right, G. Um, I'm starting RG3. Uh, the reason why he was the um, Heisman Trophy winner 
over Andrew Luck, even though Andrew Luck got drafted over him. But when was Baylor ever good? <laughs> before he before he got even when they had Mike Singletary, I don't know anybody else who went to Baylor before RG three. Like that's how Where, they was, weren't getting the national yeah. attention. Was Baylor good then with RG three? <laughs> Have they been good after? They had a winning record, right? Which means they were good. Have they been good after? Yeah, they have been. They've been. They've been. They've been okay after. Yeah. But a great arm, and he had the the sprinter speed. That's why you know why he was elevated as much as he was because he he had world class speed as a at quarterback. And uh, and I, the way he carried that team during that, you know, during his last year there, winning the Heisman, uh, I would I would bench Col- Colt McCoy. Um, like you said, he he had a lot of great games at Texas. Uh, if he didn't get hurt in that national championship game, Texas might have won. I mean, people think it's a foregone conclusion, but he. He carried them to that national championship game. If he hadn't gotten hurt, they might have had a chance to win. And I would um, uh, cut Mariota um, only because I, I felt like he won the Heisman by default <laughs> when he won. And nothing really like stuck out to me about him. I, and I think he was drafted as high as he was. Kind of like, well, this team needs a quarterback. So... He looks like he could play the part. Right. All right. Um, I think I'm going to go the way you went. Colt McCoy. Um, he, man, them games, he had some big games against some some tough, tight competition. And he showed up and showed out. I'm going to bring RG3 off the bench. Um, like you say, he made Baylor relevant. And he just killed the college football that year. Um, Mariota, I'm going to cut him. I think in the situation uh, for him, it may have been a system type quarterback for for, for that situation because we know Oregon during that period of time was putting up a lot of points, passing a lot, and be, and that opened up their running game with the fast running backs. You yeah. can dump it off to them, and they get a lot of yards. And I think that um, it, that was more so. He was more so a system quarterback. And that's why his numbers look like that. All right, and Doctor Fowler. Yeah, I'll be quick. I'm I'll kind of go the order G when I think I'm starting RG three. And there was actually a pretty strong debate who should go one and who should go two back in the draft between Luck and RG three. And in RG three, I know we're talking college, but he was offensive rookie of the year uh, his first year before he blew out his knee. We won't talk about that as a as a Redskins Washington football team fan as I am, uh, but uh, I'm going to bring Colt McCoy off the the bench. I think he was. You know, in a way, underrated with what he did at Texas, um, and, and actually, like like D said, I think Mariota was a little bit more a product of, of the Oregon system and how they ran that offense. So I'm gonna cut Mariota. All right, and then last but not least, college basketball. Somebody's gonna smile on this one. We already know who. All right, so we're going William Avery. <laughs> I guess we know who's going to smile. Yeah. <laughs> Khalid Elamine or Trey Burke? That's funny you say Trey Burke and he had that monster yeah. game last night. He did too, right? <laughs> yeah, like 30, 30-something. 30 yeah, yeah. Again, William Avery, Khalid Elamine, or Trey Burke. That's on you. Um, I'm going to start Khalid Elamine. Uh, and the reason I do that is because 
big shot maker. Like in college, I'm talking about not even just in college, even when he got to the Bulls, you know what I mean? Second round pick. He was still making big shots. Like he's a big shot maker. He shows up in big games. He had so much power packed in that little body. He was going to the rim without no pro- like he he was a big shot maker. Um after that, well, wait, William Avery and um, Trey Burke. Trey Burke. I'm gonna go with William Avery. Well, he did, did he play longer than one year? He just played one yeah, year. He played one year. Two years. Two. Yeah, he played two? Okay. Yeah, um, I'll talk about that in a minute. I'm gonna go with William Avery, man. He 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 was he was balling out. He was doing his thing with, with Duke in two years. And unfortunately I gotta cut Trey Burke, even though he had a monster year that one year he did with Michigan. I think he did everything for them. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's the that's the way I'm gonna go. Alright, um I'm gonna go um you you made a good point with Khalid Elamy being big game, a big shot maker in big games. But I gotta go William Avery. I thought the only other person, point guard that was most explosive and more explosive and score better than him was Jason Williams. And he was, played with Duke. I, I was just gonna and, say he, other but, than Jason Williams, can you even really like Avery? William Avery? I thought was. I thought he was slept on. I, like he I, left too early. Yeah, but his game, oh, my God. That dude was a beast. I'm going to go William Avery. Then I got. I have to go. Uh, I'm going to go Khalid because, like you said, man, he made big shots. And he, he was just – he always came up in big games, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, that's who I'm going. So, I'm starting Avery, benching Khalid. Khalid and um, – I'm going to cut Trey. All right, Dr. Fowler, um, go ahead. We gave you five nah. minutes. Go ahead. No, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'll, I'll probably surprise people. I'm, I'm starting Khalid Elamine. Um, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm giving him the props in that 99 championship game. Right. Khalid Elamine and UConn beat, beat Duke and William Avery. And <laughs> so uh, I, I, I couldn't believe it. 250 pounds, however big Khalid Elamine was, what he could do. But but he could do it. So um, I'm starting Khalid Elamine just for that simple reason. 99 Duke teams, maybe the most, one of the most talented teams not to win a championship. It's because of Khalid Elamine and Rip Hamilton in UConn. So um, I'm going to bring William Avery off the bench. Uh, begrudgingly, he left too early. Rumor has it, I'll say this at Duke, that he was having some academic issues and he kind of had to go. Mm. Um, I don't know how true that was. Um, I don't have a accredited source, but in any case, he obviously left too early. And cutting Trey Burke, he probably has the best NBA career of any of them, but we're we're talking about college, so. Hey, that's crazy how his NBA career been up and down. Right. He probably has had the best career. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm. I will start. Uh, Khalid Elamine. I, um, like everything y'all said. He mm-hmm. Clutched. He won a national championship. Um, and he was five ten, two sixty five <laughs> or something to that effect. <laughs> like it's it, it's it definitely looked like something that should not have been happening, but it happened. <laughs> um, I bring William Avery off the bench. I thought I I have been following him since. Um, High school, like he's from my hometown. He's from Augusta, Georgia. So, uh, 
all through high school, we heard all this stuff about him and Ricky Moore, and they then they faced each other in national championship game. Um, uh, and then I would cut Trey Burke. I mean, I didn't really hear about him until that tournament in 2013. <laughs> I really hadn't really been paying attention to Michigan. Nothing really stuck out about him. But he has had the best NBA career of the three. <laughs> All right. Um, that concludes start, bench, or cut. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere, Dr. Fowler. matter the time of the day and no matter what day of the week east coast west coast all points in between we are always on so go to your app store and download the real 1100 app and listen wherever and whenever the real 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 all right we are back inside the three-point conversion sports lounge we got dr Fowler in with us and dr Fowler. um it's so good to bring this segment back. We hadn't had a chance to do this in so long, but we are back with Ask a Doc segment. Man, it feels good to act, you know, have this back. It means sports is back um, for the time being. Um, so <laughs> while we can get this segment in before it goes back out, uh, <laughs> I want to ask you about the Washington football team. Uh, first off, let's note that Dr. Fowler was the first one to mess up and call him. The Redskins, so he is the first one. I thought it was going to be me. But um, the Washington football team quarterback, Alex Smith, is officially on the PUP list, P-U-P list, however you want to say it. But um, he's back in training camp after passing physical. How soon can he actually return to the field? Yeah, uh, and I and I said Redskins now the Washington football team for the record, but <laughs> regardless, um, I mean it's I think anyone who know obviously seeing they've done the documentary if you've seen pictures or seen any of it, most people would be shocked to see that man just walking normally, let alone cleared for football. So I do think it's basically a small miracle that he has truly quote unquote been cleared for all football activity and practice. Now again. He's looked great out and doing some drills and things like that. True game speed and everything else is a is a whole other thing. So uh, I'm I'm glad he's getting back out there. I, I hope they certainly take their time with him. I would guess you know at least at least two months in just kind of practice and getting used to anything before there would be any consideration of trying to get him in any kind of game situation and bring him off the injured list. Um, but I think a lot of it is how he kind of starts to, to progress as he starts to try to do some things with real contact and practice. Hmm. And they, they're talking about he might um, even be able to um, to uh, challenge the quarterbacks. That's what they say. Yeah, so Haskins. Yeah. Right. You know he's going to protect I the ball. Right. Go ahead. Doc, what was you going to say? No, I was going to say, I mean, and I – I, I'm not saying that he shouldn't challenge once he's ready, but but I think and I think Haskins is obviously hopefully still the future. But but again, I would like to think that after everything, they'll take their time and not rush him back, even though he's mm-hmm. quote unquote been cleared to practice. Right. So. Absolutely. Now, early this week, Justin Verlander was ruled out for the season with the forearm strain. 
Verlander and Dusty Baker both said that he should be out for two weeks. What's usually the normal time out for a strange form? Yeah, and I think this is a tough one with contradictory uh, kind of reports coming out. Honestly, I'm going to go back to when we talked about Luis Severino. Anytime you hear forearm strain, it almost seems like that's kind of the the warning or red flag for truly an elbow issue, uh, but it's always called a forearm strain first, and then it comes back, oh, actually, yeah, his elbow's uh, messed up. But, uh, you know, obviously I want him to be healthy. I'm a little more to the regard that it's not going to be two to three weeks, and who knows, there might even be a baseball season in two to three weeks if more stuff keeps happening like the Marlins just did. But I'm going to be a little more pessimistic on this one and and feel, honestly, he might be done would be my guess for the season mm-hmm. to be safe. Mm-hmm. Now, real quick, the last so, question I want to ask. Would that be uh, Tommy John if it's his elbow, you think? I think it's uh, I think it's possible. Again, they're just saying forearm strain. I don't, you know, they're not right. saying Tommy John movement, but, yeah. Mm. Do you think that, you know, being medical staff and a trainer right now for the NFL and the MLB, like, how difficult will that time be, especially with all the protocols in place and what you, you know, want you to be careful of? How hard would that be trying to care for one of the players that they got hurt? Uh, well, I mean, I think it's extremely difficult not only caring for them while they're hurt, but I do think you're just in general in all those sports going to see more injuries, not that people haven't been trying to condition and do things on their own, but Again, you've been unsupervised for that long a period of time and kind of trying to rush back into things is in a semi-quick manner. You're going to see a lot more injuries. There's a lot more social distancing protocols, uh, a lot more difficulty getting hands-on treatment and things like that. So I, I think it's a big problem, and I don't know if there's a, a great solution for it. All right. There you have it. I, first, I definitely agree with you saying. Um, I'm just wondering how it's going to go. But, um, man, it was good to have that segment back. Good to have you on. Man, it seemed like forever. I know, right? <laughs> like, yeah. It's horrible that we, we glad that we talk about injuries. That's horrible. <laughs> but that's how long it's been. <laughs> but anyway, it is time to let you all go. You know you hear that music. You already know what it means. It means it's time to let, it, let you go. But before we let you go, we have a couple of shout-outs. And um, stay tuned because hopefully you might be one of them. First of all, I want to thank the almighty God for giving us this platform to do what we do, say what we say. Um, I thank him for uh, keeping me alive through this extreme workout thing I'm doing for the next six weeks. Killing me. But uh, (laughs) I didn't think I was going to make it. But uh, no, I uh, appreciate God for giving me this platform to do what I do, say what I say. Make people upset, mad, happy, want to give me the stop it button. I appreciate it, God. Also, I want to thank um, our sponsors, Ortho Atlanta. I, I thank you for um, for being there for us and appreciate you all. Also, I want to thank everyone who listened live, of course. I want to thank G. I want to thank my road dog, D Intellectual. Absolutely. I just want to thank everybody for always listening and commenting and um, just keeping up with us, continually building trying to get better um, this week we finally saw some sports come back and it's getting very interesting next few weeks will be uh, very important on what's going to continue to happen with sports and how we can continue forward i think the nba is looking like it's going to work out 
maybe more people will follow that going forward again thanks friends and family for always listening and being there for us and everybody have a good day and stay diligent in the fight that we're in whether it's the virus or the social injustices all right and um also arrest the murderers and killers that um killed brianna taylor oh yeah right. i, I want to thank um dr Fowler for coming on and i want to thank my family and friends my beautiful wife lovely children um nieces nephew uncles cousins brothers and sisters grandparents um i want to give a special happy birthday to um niall iola my niece happy birthday baby she's turning 11 and um, that's all um, arrest and arrest the um, police and the murderers that killed Breonna Taylor. You all love on each other, love family. Let family know that you love them. Um, enjoy life. Enjoy this weekend. Eat good. And um, enjoy these sports. You rest the killers of Breonna Taylor. And again, um, till next week, same time. Same show, same crazy host, same sports nonsense. Will you miss me? Peace. Peace. You just got done listening to the Three Point Conversion Sports Lounge. Be sure to follow us on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook accounts at the Three Point Conversion. And also make sure you check out our website, the threepointconversion.com. Be sure to follow us live and listen every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. You're gonna learn today. You're gonna learn today. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.